Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Trey episode 11 here. We got a good one in store. Burke brainstormed some solid topics this evening. We'll get right to it here. Um, how's everyone doing, first of all? Burke, Justin? Pretty good, man. Just going to the office, so we'll see ya. <laughs> <laughs> you sound excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, everything's good. Just excited for the playoffs finally here. It's probably the last pot we'll do before the regular season ends. So, yeah, see how the standings wrap up and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, um, I'm excited for the playoffs. Um, I'd literally watch any game. I mean, I'm not even going to watch like any TV for the next like months. It's going to be all NBA playoffs. So, should be good. Might pull out some betting apps, you know, if I can get some free bets in there. Um, but you know, lost some money last year, so a little hesitant. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll we'll, we'll start it off here. Um, so the Suns clinched the number one spot, uh, the number one overall seed in the playoffs. Are you surprised by their dominance this year, Burke? So I am a little surprised by how dominant they are. Um, coming into the season, I thought they were going to be around a two, three seed just because I thought the Warriors were going to come in, kind of be a really good team. Um, not that they aren't now, but, you know, they've obviously fallen off because of Steph's injury um, and then Draymond being out for part of the season. And then the Lakers obviously have just fallen off. So I thought they were going to be behind those two teams. Um, but the fact that after, you know, losing it all last year in the finals, um, you know, taking going to a game six against the Bucs and then being able to come back this year and be as hungry as they are. Like, I am very surprised by that because I feel like last year, a lot of people thought it was Chris Paul's last year. Um, they, I, they didn't really think like, you know, he was going to be able to come back. I feel like lead a team. Um, I feel like no one really thought that they would, their other role players would as merge as emerge as well as they have, you know, like Mikhail Bridges has obviously been a beast, like defense player of the year candidate. Um, Cam Johnson has emerged as a pretty good player. Obviously Aiton's improved and then they got Shamit McGee. So they have a really good team. Um, I just am really surprised that like they have, been the best team in the league by far you know like I thought that I Milwaukee might kind of be like this also but you know the Suns actually took that extra step so I can see why like a lot of people would choose them as their championship favorite as of right now um because they just obviously have looked like the best and the most complete team all season yeah um Justin yeah so I would say I'm a little bit surprised too. Last year in the playoffs, I really liked the Suns. I liked their roster. I put some money on them and like almost hit with them winning the finals. So I've always been like liking them since then. I followed them through. But like Burke said, um, the Warriors, Bucks, um, I knew that Clay would probably be coming back. The Warriors are younger. I viewed them as teams that were going to be really tough to beat. The Nets, I thought, would with the full year of all three would be like one of the top teams. Um, I thought the Suns would be there, but honestly, I remember thinking when they lost in the finals last year that Chris Paul probably would never win a chip because he like, that would be his last chance. Um, I just didn't know that the Suns would really come back 
and be playing as well as they were to finish the season and in the playoffs last year. I thought they might revert back to being a good team, but not a great team. Um, but obviously they're really well coached too. So I give Monty Williams credit, credit for that. He should probably win coach of the year. Um, and then all solid guys that play well together. And now I'm, now I'm not surprised by anything they do. So I wouldn't be surprised if they won the championship at all. Um, I mean, I think they're the favorites out of the West. We'll probably get more into it, but like, I'd kind of like the sun's the best out of the West. And then honestly, like the Mavericks at this point, and I don't see yeah. a lot of teams knocking them out necessarily. Interesting. The Mavs. Um, yeah. So what seed were the Suns last year? Do you know? Does anyone know? They were the two seed. They were the two seed. Okay. So they had a really good season too. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it was a little surprised that they were this dominant, like you guys said. Um, you know, maybe some injuries and on some other teams kind of helped them out, um, you know, with, with the Warriors. And then I think a couple teams, you know, even though the Mavs are really playing well right now, they were struggling a bit for the rest of the season. Um, you know, then the Clippers, you got injuries. Um, the Jazz kind of fell off, um, which, which is interesting. And then, of course, you know, like the Lakers sucked. Um, so, you know, maybe a bit of the West wasn't as good as, as perhaps it was in years past. Helped them a little bit there. Um, but that said, I mean, that's not taking any, anything away from their team. I mean, you watch them play, you know, and they're just loaded. I mean, they're a really deep team. They're, there's, you know, very few guys who, you know, it, it's just one of those teams where, like, the bench guys come in and there's, there's no real drop in play, um, which is really impressive and I think makes for one of the best regular season teams every year. Um, but – you know, maybe that doesn't matter as much in the playoffs when it's most of just a starters game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and like you said, you know, even, even the Mavericks could, could pull away when you got Luca running the court. So, yeah. you know, not surprised by their dominance. I mean, a little surprised how dominant they were. Um, like you said, I, I think I maybe read a little too much into, you know, they should have won the chip. Um, with Chris Paul, that was their one chance and they blew it, you know, but they kind of were just like, whatever, you know, let's, let's wait for next season. Let's, you know, let's rebound and, and they did it. So, you know, yeah. props to them. Well, they, um, they came on pretty late last year too. Like they were hovering yeah. around five and six and they kind of got really hot, kind of like the Mavericks are now. Interesting. So, I mean, yeah, I was just surprised they went back to that like peak form. And then also, just because I was curious when you were talking, the Suns have 62 wins now, and last year they had 51 total. So it's Damn. just kind of like, I agree, though. Like, I wasn't surprised that they were good at all. Um, right. It's just how dominant. But yeah. it will be a yeah. different story in the playoffs when you have guys like Luca and right. um, Giannis and, playing at their best. So. Yeah, I mean, even, even Jaw. So. Ja, yeah, exactly, in the West. The yeah. difference in the records, yeah, is because, um, you know, last year they only did play a 72 season game, remember, versus the 82 now that they're playing the season. Uh, I did forget so, about that. Yeah, so uh. that does play into factor. But if you kind of, you know, average everything out, they are on a better trajectory of having a better record this season, though. Yeah. I was just so surprised that, you know, like they've 
pulled away from the West where, you know, I thought it might come down to the end where the Warriors might be in the mix. Um, you know, like once we saw the Grizzlies kind of emerge, I thought they were going to be kind of in that mix at the end of the season. And they're kind of just on an island by themselves in front of everybody, you know, like, and because of that, they've had a chance to, you know, CP3 was hurt, but now he's well rested for the playoffs. Um, Devin Booker, they don't mind resting him a couple nights now, now that they know they have the one seed locked up. So they kind of yeah. have that advantage over every team on top of now having home court advantage in every series. So I am very surprised. Um, but to your point, you know, like teams that are very dominant in the regular season don't always necessarily win at all because it is very different once postseason comes. So we'll yep. see because, you know, maybe their experience helps from last year's playoff run, but at the same time, you know, you never know what happens in the playoffs. So, you know, yeah. I am surprised, but we'll see what happens. Yep. And, you know, injuries are always a thing too. You know, we'll see with Chris Paul. He's, he's looked good, but again, I mean, we brought this up a couple pods ago. I mean, we thought this man's, or at least I did, we, I thought this man's career was over, like when he was on the Rockets, you know, and I don't know who his fucking trainer is, what they're feeding him, but um, he's back, but he's old. So we'll see. Um, he was banged up in the playoffs last year. Um, but hey, it just makes everything more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Topic number two. This is a good one here. Burke is ready for this one. Um, he's been prepping all day. Hey. Is KD the best player in the league? If not, has he ever been the best player in the league? Jonathan? Uh, so right now, KD is not the best player in the league. The best player in the league is Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, the Greek freak, two MVPs, one defensive player of the year, uh, one finals championship, one finals MVP. Uh, this dude just does it all on both ends of the floor. Defensively, like I said, has been a defensive player of the year. So, you know, every year he's in the running for the best player in the world at defense. Um, offensively, just as high as scoring stats as KD, um, just as high as efficiency if if not higher i would think because he gets more buckets around the rim um so i think it's got to obviously be Giannis right now you know a lot of people still do pick kd i think it's ridiculous i i don't see how they could think that um so yeah right now it's Giannis. it's not kd but it was there ever a time where it was kd i don't believe so because Giannis is always, or before Giannis, LeBron was just way more dominant. Oh he was by far, you know, the best player, you know, from, I think I listed this out the other day, since like 2008, 2009, all the way up until last year, where he was, you know, winning championships, you know, every year, everyone was calling him the best player. And I don't think during that time, Katie was ever the best player, even when he won those championships on Golden State. So I think you obviously have to say he's not, but I'm interested to see if you guys think he ever was or is now. Yeah. Justin. Uh, first of all, no, I don't think he is now. I agree with you that Giannis is um, year in and year out. Um as of now, he's just the best basketball player in the world. 
for the reasons you listed, better defense, more efficient, more all around, even at this point. Um, but I think that Katie definitely was the best player um, in the world for the year that he won the MVP. Um, I think that like the, the way that like you view best player, Berg, is you give a lot of, like LeBron was the best player on the planet for like 10 years overall. But that was the year when Katie won MVP that LeBron lost to the Spurs in the finals. And, and Katie's stats were just like way better in every facet. So, and then I looked the third runner, the third runner up was Blake Griffin. So that's a laugher. Wait, who was the second? Well, it was Katie, then LeBron. Okay. And then, um, why, but you're making that face like LeBron deserves it just because he like plays in the league. No, like, you know not- what I mean? Like just because <laughs> LeBron's in the league, he could win the, the championship this year. Just because he's in the league, he could win MVP or he should win MVP. Like KD had a better season that year. That doesn't mean that I would then say he's better yeah. than LeBron James, like overall throughout his career. That's why it's tough with the Giannis, um, Embiid Jokic argument now. Um, yeah. But I don't think Giannis is going to win it because I don't think that's how well, they view it. I don't, think, I don't think MVP means who's better necessarily. I think we all know that, right? I mean, yeah. there, there's more to MVP. It has to be a story. You know, things have to go your way. They're not going to give it to a guy four times in a row. They're not going to give it to a guy more than twice in a row. They just won't do that. Well, do you guys agree that KD is a better offensive player than LeBron James or a better shooter, at least? Definitely. Definitely a better shooter. Definitely. Is a better shooter. Yeah, and I think better that the overall scorer. I know. I think the year yeah. that he placed ahead of LeBron and MVP was because he was firing on all cylinders. Like, a guy like that just catches crazy heat. So, yeah. I mean, I'd take LeBron over KD most of any year. But I feel the like reason, it, Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, the reason I think – Giannis and LeBron are better players is because in terms of their impact on a team, bringing them to a championship or bringing them to the finals or through the playoffs, they have a much bigger, they're more able to do that than Katie. Like Katie can score his ass off. He could, he could be the best player on the court, but in terms of his impact on getting his team past another team, in the playoffs, I'm sorry, but Giannis and LeBron are just better, better at that. You know, it's kind of like the Ronaldo Messi argument. It's like, who's better? It's like, well, if you look at how many, you know, Champions League, um, you know, championships Ronaldo has won, he wins more. So, it, listen, in my opinion, it yeah. comes down to who wins at the end of the day. Um, Le- LeBron and Giannis just, just do that more. Giannis, you know, exhibit A last year, he brought his team all the way to the championship, didn't beat an easy Suns team. Um, listen, like he's got some talent on his lineup. He's got, you know, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, but that was all Giannis. Um, I don't think that KD, if you switch him out with Giannis on that team, would have even made it to the finals. I mean, maybe, you you know what I mean? I I don't think he would have won the finals. That's for sure. Um, and for that reason, I, I just think Giannis is better. Like he's more able to to carry his team and get results. Like, again, like it's, it's hard because you see KD play and it's like, you literally can't guard this guy. And if he gets hot, he's unstoppable. 
but being the best has a lot more to do and you know just being a good scorer you got to be a good leader you got to have a good attitude good team player you know I know it's not fun to talk about those things and you know I kind of sound like a fucking old man saying that shit but like it, it is important you know and, and KD pretty much has zero intangibles like he can score the ball and he's probably one of the best to ever live who, well, who will score the ball. I just I just look at Giannis, who proved himself as the best player in the world in the finals because he did it on both ends. He had a yeah, crazy but... block against Eaton that no other person on this planet can do. He had a crazy alley-oop dunk that no other person on this planet can make. And then he had a 50-point absolute maestro of a game to close out mm. the NBA final series. Yeah, I don't yeah. disagree with anything Ali said, actually, but I just disagree with the idea, though, that, like, LeBron was the best player in the NBA for 11 straight years. Like, says who? I don't know how. Just because he was in the league, like, he didn't play the best every year for 11 years. Like, that's fair. He's that's one fair. of the legends. So we all look at LeBron and you knew he was the best player every single season, though. That's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe. Even though you don't win the run. I don't agree with this idea. Okay, you don't win the MVP. Okay, was Derrick Rose better than LeBron? Was Russell Westbrook? Well, what is your LeBron? definition of better? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an award for one season. It's like you can't, you don't take past seasons into consideration. Because at the end of the day, yes, they may have had a better individual season, but you know, at the end of the day, this player is better. And when it comes to who do I want in the clutch, if I'm betting my life on it, who's going to win me this game? I'm taking LeBron in those 11 years over anybody. And yeah, that, I'm sorry, that's but if MVP voters now over KD, if MVP voters gave the rationale you just did, like people would flip a shit because that's. Well, but that's a but there's MVP nothing to point to other than oh, it's LeBron James. Like he MVP is a different conversation. That's just who yeah. had the best individual regular season statistically. Oh yeah, you, know, you did say you best player be. in the world, but I mean like. Things change. Yeah, that's the conversation. Mm-hmm. Who's the best player in the world? And LeBron has was that best player. And then right from under him, Giannis, he passed the crown on to Giannis and KD got stepped over. And as great as KD's been, he's never been the best player in the world because he's never at one point been better than LeBron. He's not better than LeBron. Yeah. And also those those chips he won for the Warriors his team was a fucking insane and they literally you cannot guard that many good players on the court at the same time I mean you're leaving KD as like you know you literally I mean they had Clay Thompson they had fucking Steph Curry and you have KD and you have to guard all those guys you simply can't do that and for that reason they weren't able to put like and focus all their attention on KD and KD's like if you don't focus all your attention on me I'm gonna bury you and that's what he did but doing that it, it took a little bit away from his legacy in yeah. my opinion i don't want to like throw in an 11th topic here but like do you think so you don't think curry was ever the best player no. in the world for like no. a year because, people because he was winning curry lebron's that, ass every year and that unanimous mvp season <clears throat> yeah everyone was like starting to think oh is steph the best player in the world and then lebron in game six fucking blocked him once the play was over screamed on him like he was his daddy and beat him in a game <laughs> and oh my everyone God. was like 
okay, LeBron's the best player in the world. We were idiots yeah. for even thinking that. And I Yeah, but that was also before two more losses to the Warriors and now following on just the Lake, whole Lakers situation. So, like... Okay, if you put... If you replace KD with LeBron and put LeBron on the Warriors and KD on the Cavs in their series, is I don't know. Winning? Is Probably you're not. Like, no. Okay, exactly. So then how is but then how does that prove that he's fine? But LeBron's not Jordan. You're at like he's lost a lot in the finals. It's not like he like is an autumn, he's not autumn, he's proven he's not an automatic lock-in to win the championship. Like you lost to the Mavericks, and I mean the Warriors team was unreal. We've talked about yeah, that. But when you make it to eight yeah. straight finals, you're not something that's just like that shouldn't well, be like talked about you like you're obviously the best player that's why people want to see lebron eight straight years around in the the finals playing yeah but that's like saying tom brady was the best player for 10 straight years even like even during aaron Rodgers' mvp season like do you agree with that well that's well i would like the same thing because we talked about because Le- yeah, I agree. He may be the best, but he's may not be the most talented. No, but that's a good point. That's a good point that Justin brought up. Like Tom Brady is the goat, but he certainly wasn't the best player every single year of his career. Like for most years, he probably wasn't. But it's different in the NBA, though. That's the thing. It is. It is much different. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we could spend forever on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we all know Katie's not the best player in the world, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Topic number three here. Do you buy into the narrative that the Grizzlies youth is why they can't win the chip this year? Um, I'll start this one off. Um, I do buy into that, actually. Um, I, I do. I think that's the main reason. I mean, listen, regular season matters a lot, um, you know, and it's very impressive what they've done. Um, but I would just take like I, I I would take the Mavs over them. I, I think Luca would just kind of dominate that series. Um, you know, I'd take the Suns over them for sure. I'd maybe take the Warriors. They could they could maybe beat the Warriors at Grizz. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair question to bring up, Bert, because I haven't really I don't have a good answer in, in terms of why the Grizzlies can't do it. I mean, there's nothing not to like about them. They play extremely hard. They're coached well. They have a superstar talent. Um, There's really no reason. I mean, I think if they were good for maybe the past two years and then they were leading up to this, they, you know, they might be some people's favorites. Um, But I I think it is somewhat valid that they are young. They're not experienced, Um, you know, and, and, and honestly, that probably is the main point and why I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll make it to the finals, you know, maybe Western conference finals, but you know, teams like that, they're also at risk for getting upset. So what do you think, Burke? So I, I agree with you. Um, I think they can beat every team in the West, except the Suns. I just think the Suns are way far and beyond better than any other team right now. Um, I think the Grizzlies though, they're hungry though, which is interesting. You know, like you see a young team like this, you know, obviously they want to get at it. They think, you know, like, why can't we win it? You know, what's the reason why we can't get the job done? Um, but I think, you know, it really does come down to they don't have that playoff experience. And how much do we value that? I mean, I think it's pretty important because, 
you look at the other teams in the West, like the Warriors, you know, the, the core of that team has done it before multiple times. The Suns, they made it to the finals last year. Um, you know, the Jazz have always, you know, been a playoff team. Uh, the, the Mavs the last two years, you know, got knocked out in the first round, but they played a tough Clippers opponent. So I do think that it definitely does play against them because who outside of Steven Adams, like who else on that team has any deep playoff experience? So I think it is very different. Um, once it does come postseason time, I think you need your stars to put on. I think it's a lot more pressure, uh, especially, you know, like in a seven game series, I feel like it's way more intense and, you know, you're getting a team's best version of themselves every single night. So I think that is, that definitely does play in a factor. And I think, you know, one good example of that is look at the jazz last year, you know, they were the number one seed. They looked like a great team. Um, and then comes the playoffs time and they lose to the Clippers in the second round after Kawhi goes down. So I just don't think that this is their year. Um, I think they do need to get another year of experience under their belt. Um, and then I think next year, you know, the core can run it back and have a serious playoff run. And I can see them next year being legit contenders, but this year it's a year too early. Yeah. Justin. Yeah, I buy into that too, actually, because um, you brought up the Suns and how last year they made it, and they were kind of the Suns were kind of out of nowhere last year um, in terms of they got Chris Paul, but like I don't think people that was the first time they'd made the playoffs in a while, and I don't know mm-hmm. if people saw them making the finals, but they had Chris Paul, who's a great veteran presence, like Burke said too. The Grizzlies literally only have Stephen Adams; the rest of the team is so young really young um the whole bench and also it's not that there's that many big big threes these days in the nba honestly um a lot of them have been injured and stuff but the grizzlies do as good as desmond bain is only have like one superstar and it's john morant and it's his first time ever going to be in the playoffs and so they made it last year but they got bumped uh, five. yeah you're right so i just um yeah if he is a good postseason this year, next year, I'll probably be saying they're a championship favorite or one of the favorites because they've proven themselves. But I haven't really seen if Ja can hit that big three at the end of a game yet in the playoffs. Um, and definitely don't know if guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain are going to live up to uh, playoff form. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also a stretch to say that they'll win the championship. Like – it's one thing to say they'll make the finals, which I think is a stretch, but like to win it, you need, I don't know. It, it takes a lot. And to be honest, that would be one of the fucking most impressive wins ever. If the Grizzlies want it. I agree. I um, would be a legend. Yeah. For that. I mean, literally building a statue. Yeah. You know, I, I think they're, I think they're kind of like the Suns last year where maybe they need one more year of development before they can seriously, you know, make that push to win it all. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, like I said, there's just so many other players in even within their conference that have that championship experience that they can't replicate, you know, as far as no. four years go with Steph Curry, Clay, yeah. Raymond, um, the Suns, you know, even though obviously they hadn't won it, but, you know, you got stars and Chris Paul and Devin Booker who made it to the finals last year and have been in that spotlight. Um, I feel like Luca, you know, he's 
he's more mature and he's not afraid of that spotlight or, you know, he's been in big moments like this. So I, yeah. I just feel like, you know, this is, they're just very premature. Um, and they've had a great season, obviously, but for whatever reason, it's, it's, I mean, the reason is the youth, like that's the only thing, the youth and inexperience come playoff time. So I think yeah. that will definitely play a factor, but like, again, like I do want to see what this team will become in years to come. Yeah. I mean, list like John Morant, like he's, you know, he's showtime, but the rest of the team, they almost remind me a little bit of like the Pistons. Like they're really gritty, you know, they play really hard. Um, and again, other than jaw, like they don't really have big names. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now. It's pretty incredible that they're this good. I mean, you have an old Steven Adams, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, Zaire Williams, Tyus Jones, Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, if you show me this roster in the beginning of the season, I'd be like, the Grizzlies are going <laughs> to finish like eighth or ninth. I mean, yeah. come on. So it's impressive. All right. Well, we'll move on here. Um, topic number four who's better and slash or more important to the Bucks, Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton? Justin? Uh, this is really tough. Um, I'd probably go with um, – I'm going to go with Chris Middleton, actually. I, yeah. I really wanted to go with Drew Holiday because um, of his defense. And, you know, he had that amazing steal last year. But um, I remember that Chris Middleton went off in last year's playoffs in the early rounds. Um, he was playing really, really well. Um, and I just think that was a huge reason. Obviously, Giannis is the main reason. But I think that was a huge reason between why they um, – of why they were able to do it because they don't have a star in Giannis who can shoot the three lights out. He's gotten better at it and he can do literally everything else on the floor. But um, I just think Chris Middleton like opens up their offense for a team that is very defensive. Um, so obviously Drew Holiday is amazing um, for the team. I just think though, like Chris Middleton getting hot in the playoffs from three is, would be really important to them making a run. Agreed. Burke? So with Chris Middleton, he obviously had a bunch of amazing games in the playoffs last year, but he was super inconsistent, I feel like, where, you know, one night he'd go 15 for 26 from the floor, you know, drop like a, like almost 40 points and be like a huge contributing factor to why they won that game. Whereas, you know, Drew Holiday, you're not going to get that. But with him, you get a level of consistency that I feel like Middleton really lacks of. Um, so I am going to go with Drew Holiday because I think that he plays great on ball defense. I mean, I remember in the playoffs, like last year, he was guarding, um, you know, in the finals, he was going at Chris Paul. And then he was going at Devin Booker the series before he was trying to guard Trey Young. Um you know, before that against, against the Nets, he was guarding Harden. So, you know, like, I think he's been a really important player for them. Um, you know, they, they made that trade for him last season, you know, obviously huge trade for them um, was a huge part, but so I think obviously his defense has been a huge factor, but then I think you go more into his game by game play 
he's made some huge shots and really big moments. Like I'm even watching this season and like, he's a really good three point shooter, you know, like obviously not at the top, but he'll make these shots in big moments. Um, And then on top of that, you know, like, I think he's just clutch, like to, to Justin's point, like he had that huge steal in game five against the Suns, and then threw the lob to Giannis where it was like, damn, like this, I think the series is over you know, even though like it's, it's, um, it's a three, two series right now, but I just think like, he's that kind of dog, you know, like you got him finally on a really good championship team and he's able to like really show how good of a player he is. And I, I just think like he gives you that consistency that Chris Middleton may not give you. So I do give the nod to Drew Holiday, but it is close because Chris Middleton's obviously, on both ends of the floor can can play big in big moments. Wasn't it um didn't Kendrick Perkins say that Chris Middleton was Batman? Oh and and, is Robin. Dude, that was such a cap. <laughs> that, oh, what? And then I'll he just was just he kept trying to change why he was saying that. And it was just like, dude, just drop it. Like just admit yeah. you're wrong. Like it's, I mean it's one of the dumbest comments ever, but I think if you if you put it the other way around, I think it's right. Um, I don't think you know. It's not to say that I, I think Middleton is that much better than Holiday, um, but I think for the Bucks to be to, you know to be successful, Middleton has to be that second guy. If he's not that second guy, I don't think the Bucks are a good enough team. Um, and Drew Holiday is very good, and and he's maybe you know just as effective, but. Again, I think if the Bucks are going to win again, Chris Middleton needs the ball out. Um, I think, you know, defense is kind of hampered down on Giannis a little bit. I mean, he can shoot better now, um, but they're going to focus a lot of attention on Giannis and, and they need a shooter. Um, in my opinion, like Drew Holiday is, is kind of the X factor for that team. Like he is the third piece, there's no doubt. And he needs to play really well. Um, but... You know, I, I think I'm going to have to give it to Middleton on this one. Yeah, I, I just will say, though, that once they did make that trade for Holiday um, and they got rid of Eric Bledsoe as their point guard, they were able to, I feel like, take that next level that they wouldn't have otherwise if they pulled that trigger. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I obviously, again, like I see why you think it is Chris Middleton. Um, I just think that Holiday, like, really did kind of – offer something that the team was missing as far as defense energy um you know a little bit more star play so i will give him a little bit of the nod but like again like i wrote this topic because i didn't i thought it was a good debate either way yeah i mean yeah. drew holiday would be a good player on any team he, he's yeah. a he's a physical point guard like you said he could shoot the ball um you know so the more I think about it, it's almost like because Drew Holiday is so consistent that in my mind, I was almost thinking about the playoffs and whose performance is going to matter the most. And I almost thought Chris Middleton, because like you said, he's inconsistent. So my mind just went to like, yeah, if he sucks. They're screwed. If he plays well, he's like a lightning rod. He just right. gives me that sort of vibe as a player. Mm-hmm. But I think Drew Holiday probably does change yeah. the overall chemistry of the team a ton and like make them. Yeah way better in the regular season so on middleton uh he doesn't look like the brightest bulb in the room no oh my. <laughs> <laughs> like sticking, 
praying mantis. <laughs> oh my <laughs> interesting. I'd have to uh I'm gonna look that one up later. Um all right, so team focus of the week here, topic number Cinco um is the Los Angeles Clippers. Berkeley okay. start this one. All right, so the baby brother to the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, you know, they're a great team. Like, I think they're a really good team. You know, last couple of years, obviously, in real title contention. Um, this year, you know, because Paul George been, has been hurt most of the season, um, you know, last podcast we had a topic that he'd be out the rest of the season, and I, I dropped the ball on that because he's back already. Um but Kawhi, like he obviously, when healthy, I think he's a top five player in the world. He's one of the best. Um, you know, this team, Marcus Morris has made a name for himself. They made some huge trades to get uh, Norman Powell, Robert Covington. Um, so, you know, those guys definitely help offensively. Um, also on defense, too. They're pretty good two-way players. And then, you know, you got Reggie Jackson. You got big boy Zubac. So they have a pretty well-constructed roster. It's just they've never really been healthy or the year that they were healthy, they just blew it. So I like this team and I like how they're constructed. And I think that they could honestly come back next year and go on a pretty deep playoff run if everyone's healthy. Um, So I think that they definitely are a good team and they're in a good position. I just, you know, it's it's just time for their stars to take over and not blow a 3-1 lead against the Nuggets and actually be able to, you know, get them to that next level and get the Clippers their first finals appearance, let alone a championship. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, I think that um, I agree. The Clippers are a good roster um, all the way through. They have a lot of depth. Um they haven't been healthy, obviously, um, and have still p- stayed competitive. Uh, I feel like they've been that way the whole time, too, that they've had these health issues with the Kawhi, Paul George team up. Um, they, like Reggie Jackson is a beast. Um, yep. They just play their asses off, too. Um, reminds me of, like, the Heat um, and just how, like, even before they got as good as they were now, they always seemed gritty and, like, they uh, tried their asses off. So I like the Clippers a lot. Also, Paul George seems better than I thought he would when he came back. Um, so I could see them being good next year and like having a legitimate shot at making it deep into the playoffs. Um, it's kind of funny because they became good around the same time as the Lakers did, uh, like recently. And the Lakers already won their championship. But I would bet a lot of money the Clippers are better next year than the Lakers. And on top of that, the, I'm looking at the Clippers roster. It's kind of old, but it's almost like how the Lakers would want their roster to be around the guys they have. I mean, you've got old guys that actually can still play. Um, Norman Powell's good. Reggie Jackson's good. Um, Batum, even like Rodney Hood. Yeah. I don't know. It seems to work. And they mix that with some younger guys, and it's just a really yeah. solid roster. So I'm excited to see what they'll do next year. Uh, Mr. Robert Covington dropped 50. Um, that's insane. I don't know. Maybe it was in 50. It was like 43 or something. I don't know. Either way, 50 sounds better. Um, but 
Yeah, I like. I mean, I love Steve Ballmer. Um, I think he's honestly a big part of the reason for them kind of, you know, coming out of the. Uh, I don't know how to put it here, but you know, they, they've always been a little brother of the Lakers. Um, you know, I do like their team, but listen, they lost. That was a devastating loss two years ago. Or, or maybe even three now, almost. You know, they're up 3-1. They lose to a Nuggets team who's younger, more inexperienced. They blew that series. I mean, they were healthy. There's no excuses there. Um, and then, you know, and then you go on to the next year. And then, you know, Kawhi gets hurt. You know, Paul George kind of carries them. I think they finally made their first conference finals ever as a franchise. Or, yep. yeah, was it? Yeah, conference it was finals. Their um, you know, but they didn't really have any pressure to, to do anything last year once, once he got hurt. So, well, yeah, that's impressive, but like, you know, same with the nuggets. I mean, they made the conference finals. It's like big whoop, you know, they still have a lot to prove to me. Um, are they a really good team? Yes. But listen, the West is, you know, the Grizzlies are getting better. The Suns are already there. Um, the Mavs aren't going away. So like, yes, like they're, they're a very good team and I think they're going to be good next year. Um, but they're getting older. Um, and I don't know how good Kawhi is going to be. I don't know if Paul George is going to continue at this level. So I have a lot of questions. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be, I'm not too confident in them. Um, but I would be surprised if they're not like a top four seed, almost a contender next year. Yeah. Um, I kind of, like I almost want to take back what I said I didn't say they would like make the finals really I'm kind of saying what you were saying like I think they'll be pretty good but yeah. I do agree like a lot of these older players that we've grown up with for so many years they're kind of not the best players anymore or slowly right. coming not like LeBron yeah. still is but we don't know how many more years. he's declining though yeah KD we yeah. don't know how many more years. he is Burke like relax he is bro. <laughs> yeah. Le- LeBron, KD, like Kawhi hasn't played in two years. So like, like you're saying, are they really going to be better than a more experienced Grizzlies team? The Suns right. team? No. The Mavs, Luka isn't going anywhere, like you said. And then the yeah. Nuggets with Jokic right. now to maybe a two-time MVP with Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray yeah. back. will probably yeah. whip their asses again. So yeah, I, kind of I would, I would, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like the Clippers, because to your guys' points, like they are, they do have older superstars in Kawhi and Paul George that I feel like next year they probably have to win it all or their windows kind of close because then to your point, you know, like all these other guys in the West will be emerging, you know, like the the Nuggets already there with with Jokic and then once they get Murray and MPJ back you know that I don't think they could beat them two years from now the Suns if they can find someone to replace Chris Paul obviously like that's not an easy task but I think even if they don't they'll still be a top team just because of the emergence of Devin Booker and their other stars um you know so and then and then the Grizzlies are coming up as well so I think that maybe one next year is their, their window of opportunity to kind of get that chip. I personally think that they are talented to get it. Um, but, you know, like, we'll see what happens just because like, you know, like there might be another emergence of another team or, 
you know, like injuries are always a factor with those two guys. We'll see what happens, but um, you know, I like their team. Uh, I think they're, they're a lot better from the lob city team that they were. Uh, that team wasn't going anywhere. So no, that's something there. It's definitely a small, um, small window, but yeah, next year they have a decent chance. And also just embarrassingly for the Clippers, the little brother team, I was doing like looking at 2K and literally like their all-time best team in the game. And I would think they picked their best one ever is the Lob City Clippers who's not, who never made it to a conference finals. Wow. So yeah. Might be yeah. a successful team in the NBA. Okay, Reddick. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, topic number six here. We'll let LeBert card take this one. Um, LeBron questionable each game for the rest of the season with ankle injury. Would it hurt his legacy? The Lakers didn't even make the play-in playing game. LeBert? So I do think it would hurt his legacy to just a little because, you know, obviously, like, you would think that with – I can't even believe this question. What? <laughs> with the talent no, – no. All right. With the talent that he has around him, you know, obviously you can be like, okay, this team sucks. Um, you know, it's, it's it's not his fault necessarily why they're as bad as they are, why they're not making the playoffs. You know, he is age 37. Like he may not be able to carry a team like he could when he was in his late 20s, early 30s, you know, when he was on those heat and cab teams. But I feel like by him going out and trying to win the scoring title, it will offset it a little bit because people can be like, oh, they didn't make the playoffs. Oh, but LeBron averaged the most points per game that season. And I feel like now we kind of look at it like that. But when, you know, you look back in the record book and people are like, oh, well, you know, LeBron has two scoring titles and he scored it in season 19, age 37. Like that's pretty impressive. Um, Okay people are going to take that for face value, not really look in it too much, but I, I do think that they cancel each other out. Um, so yeah. we'll say that it won't hurt his legacy too much, but I think like Jordan fans and LeBron haters will definitely lean towards that, especially, you know, like when we did have expectations of them being, you know, finals, finals competitors mm-hmm. are possibly champions this year and they're not even going to make the play in let alone the playoffs so we'll see yeah listen i mean i think you bring up a really good point i, I didn't think that he does have a chance to win the scoring title y- yeah that that almost cancels things out for me but not not enough um first of all i want to get to the bottom of who the fuck brought russell westbrook to los angeles it's lebron Right. So okay, they wanted again, to rose then. I know. I don't know about that. Um, they did. No one, no one is going to be able to tell me for sure um, until some fucking ESPN 30 for 30 insider, um, you know, fucking goes in there and he says, this is what happened. And this is who brought Russ in. And it was Rob Polenka or it wasn't Rob Polenka or it was AD. It was LeBron. You know, I need the full fucking story because if it comes out that it was LeBron, and he had that much persuasion in bringing Russ to LA. I'm sorry, but that takes a little bit away from his legacy. I mean, because he had a legitimate chance to win a win a title this year. If they didn't bring in Russ, if they spent 44 million dollars 
on like three other players or one very good player. Like the fact that he didn't win a chip this year or didn't even really come close, which, which seems to be the reality takes a little bit away from his legacy, especially if he had, you know, if he was behind getting rust LA, that's just my thing. Isn't it rumored? I could be wrong that the front office wanted DeRozan, but LeBron wanted Westbrook, LeBron and AD. I heard it was the opposite around where they weren't willing to pay DeRozan as much as he wanted per, per year. Um, and okay. well, I, I, I heard that was one of their, was their top option and that Russ was kind of a, a secondary plan. That's what okay. I got. Yeah. All right. I didn't really realize that, but yeah, for, um, for my just opinion on this question, I guess, um, I think it just adds fuel to the fire for the same arguments that have been used against LeBron by MJ fans, uh, people that think MJ is the best and that MJ was always going out and winning championships. People always say the argument that, you know, LeBron's lost a bunch, like MJ never loses. Um, this extends it like MJ. I think he might've had like a last year on the wizards, right. Where he wasn't good at all, but, or he wasn't bad, but like, anyways, LeBron, basically, I just feel like not making the playoffs here, kind of like dwind, kind of like sticking around in the league, especially if they can't figure it out next year on the yeah. Lakers and he stays put, that will just hurt him more. He won a championship on the Lakers, which saves him a little bit. But overall, the Lakers has been not great for him. The first year sure. he was on the Lakers, they weren't good at all. Um, I can't remember if they made the playoffs or not. They didn't. Then, yeah, they didn't. So then that's two, assuming that they're not going to make it this year. Even if they do, they don't really deserve it. Like, you shouldn't be making the play in 10 games under 500. But that's <laughs> another argument. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know – that's two missed playoff appearances out of four years on the Lakers. That's definitely not great to look at. It's um, it hurts it a little bit, his legacy, but overall it is still, we've talked about how I don't think the people that consider Jordan the best will ever change their mind. So I just, uh, minuscule. Yeah. I, I just yeah. think the reason why they haven't been doing well has nothing to do with LeBron though. You know, it's obviously the Russell Westbrook has been a disaster the way he's played. You know, they expected him to come in and be a third superstar, and he's been awful. The rest of the roster can shoot threes or play defense. And then Anthony Davis has just been injured all year. And when he has played, he hasn't looked like the AD we expected. So I think at age 37, to put that all on LeBron, it's, it's it's not fair when you expected AD to be the superstar and LeBron could kind of take that backseat and still be a top player, but, you know, let AD run the show. And then he's kind of that second top tier player to help win a championship. And then you have Russ filling in when LeBron can play. And that's what we expected. So the fact that LeBron's getting all this heat, I don't think is warranted. Um, you know, people are obviously going to hold it against him, but I don't think it should be because I don't think that any of the disasters of the actual play that they've had this year is because of him. Well, I agree with that. I think because he's 37, it's almost hard to judge anything he does because I was Jordan. I don't even know if Jordan was playing at 37. Like, I don't think he was. So like the fact that, you know, LeBron could have just retired and then no one would have a knock on him. 
at least he's playing and almost putting up a scoring title, like you're saying. Yeah. People will use it as ammunition against him, but I don't agree with it necessarily. Yeah. This is a weird comparison, but it's like similar to like, you know, how like Supreme clothing, like, and, and certain brands do this. Like, they only come out with a certain amount of products and they price them really high. Um, I think that's similar to like LeBron and, 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 you know, and Jordan, it's like Jordan again, right place, right time. I don't think the NBA was as good when he played, but he did the most of of what he could do. He won six fucking championships. Didn't lose. What else do you want from the man? Um, I think that's, that's one of the main arguments. Um, But also it's like, yeah, Jordan didn't keep playing. He didn't like go to all these different teams and, you know, well, he didn't have to, he already won six. So, I mean, that's probably part of the reason as well, but LeBron has done more. I feel like, like he's gotten to more finals, you know, he's, he scored more points. He's done more with his career, but again, it's almost like he's, he's selling too much stuff and like he has more inventory, but at the bottom line, it's like Jordan's kind of like Gucci Louis Vuitton. Like yeah. he's, he's a better brand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. LeBron's uh, got essentials, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, I, I want to say something else, though, where it's like this is probably unfair to say, but it's just something I've noticed from the Lakers all year is they do seem like they're not really trying a lot and the attitude doesn't seem great. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to give LeBron shit for it, but, like, maybe he is more relaxed at this point in his career and he's not trying to like get on people. Cause I don't know. These guys are playing like absolute dog shit. Like, is he not able to get the people around them to perform? That was kind of the point. I mean, you know, like if he's actually as good as you're saying he is still, I mean, I just think it's like, right. How do you have Westbrook playing like absolute dog shit and not even like playing? Defense? <laughs> it's not like he's just playing bad. He's like not even trying, dude. It's actually ridiculous. Dude, he I don't, I don't really get it. But I mean, I think they're old though, and I don't know if you can necessarily hold that against LeBron. I know I said it's probably not fair, but I just do see a little bit of a difference. I don't know if I've ever seen a LeBron team seem to give so little of a shit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Get rough. They don't really seem to care that much. Like, I, I don't know. It's yeah. just the vibe I get. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on here. Um, topic number seven. What is your level of confidence in Doc Rivers' ability to coach the Sixers to the finals, Burke? For me, it's very low just based off of his past track record. Uh, I mean, I think he – has the most finals or playoff leads lost of any coach ever, um, which is really bad. I mean, yeah, go back to the Boston series and they won the championship and then they made it to the finals two years later, lost in a game seven. Outside of that, like, what has he really mm-hmm. done? I feel like we've all kind of built up this huge, you know, podium or, you know, like we've built up, oh, Doc Rivers, like obviously a top coach in the league. He's he's one of the best. And, you know, based off of your track record, dude, like you can't be in that conversation if you're not even in the conference finals um, every year, you know, let alone the finals. So I think just look back at those disasters that they had with the Clippers you know, they had like leads and, you know, they blew it with Chris, 
you know, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, they can never get the job done. And then, like we said earlier, you know, go back two years ago, they blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. Um, We should have easily won that series and faced the Lakers in the conference finals. Um, And then last year, they lose a, they blow a three, two lead to the Hawks and lose game seven. Brutal. So I just don't feel like he is the right coach to make those decisions when it really matters most. I mean, I even go back to last week where they're playing the Bucks. James Harden takes the last shot of the game and badly misses. MB gets Terrible. down. Giannis has the block. Like Terrible. MB should be taking that shot. He's the best player. You know, if he misses, he misses. That's okay. But odds are he's going to go hard at the rim and he'll make it. And if he doesn't make it, you're sending a great free throw shooter to the line. So I, yep. I just don't trust him to make big decisions or in-game decisions like that. And I just don't understand why Doc Rivers is on this pedestal of great coaches where he doesn't deserve to be. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think that's the best point is like we, we do have him on a pedestal. Um, you think of Boston, you think of that, those chips, you think of Doc Rivers. Um, here's the thing about him is I think from a Sixers you know, fan perspective, the last coach we had was Brett Brown. Um, Love the guy but not, not a, not a top tier coach. Um, and the Sixers have always kind of been lacking a, a coach who, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, that players, you know, have a coach as like one of their you know top things on why they want to go to a team, but I think it does matter. And I think Doc Rivers is one of those coaches who can actually attract players, um, which probably puts them ahead of like, a lot of coaches in the league because they have, they do not have that power, like none whatsoever. Um, That's the thing about Doc Rivers. Also, I mean, listen, in the playoffs, absolutely right. Fucking sucked. There's no way to put it, dude. I mean, you blew those series. Like you had a part in blowing those series. And I never want to say that about a coach. In my opinion, like it's, it shouldn't be about the coach. Like if it is, then you know, that, that's great, but the coach should never be the reason you lose a game. That just pisses me off, you know? Um, and Doc Rivers played a part in them losing. He played a part in the Clippers losing, played a part in the Sixers losing. Um, so that, that annoyed me, that frustrated me. But regular season, he's only guided them to, you know, almost the first place, you know, two years in a row. Um, I mean, I think they're two and a half games back of first place now. They were first last year. Um you know, it, it's somewhat impressive. Um, and for that reason, again, I don't know if the Sixers can attract a better guy. Um, going back to the question, though, you know, my confidence in him, it is lacking. It is lacking for sure. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's it's up to the players. I don't think the Sixers have enough anyway. Um, but he's certainly not going to, you know, help, help him fix that. Justin? Yeah, um, I don't have that much faith in him to lead them to the finals. But firstly, like, I do think coaches obviously matter a lot. They set the tone. They are calling plays, setting tempos and stuff. Um, But it does come down to the players at the end of the day. Like Ollie said, uh, Doc Rivers didn't tell Ben Simmons not to shoot a layup, you know. Um, Right. Like, so I do think, though, another way of looking at it where it is all the players is he coached the Lob City Clippers then – um 
Kawhi and Paul George, did he coach them for a year? Yeah, just, for a year. Yeah. And now, yeah, and now he's on the Sixers. And the thing is, is those teams all had a bunch of good players on them. And I was looking at his records, and his records were pretty good. Never, like, best team in the league or anything like that. But how much credit should a guy really get for having a good record with good players if you don't do anything in the playoffs? It just doesn't seem to add up to anything. So I could see him creating a good team chemistry overall, um, being a good players coach, like you said, Ollie. Players like him. But from what little – from what you can tell about his just success um, in the past, and then also just my opinion on the Sixers team in general, no, yeah. I don't think so. And I would put them as my number three favorite in the East, probably behind, that's, yeah, behind that's the uh, Celtics and Bucks. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I know that's fair. Um, I mean, I, even I think the Heat—it's so close in the East. I mean, even the Heat. And the Nets, like, I don't know. There's something about the Sixers where, like, they're really good and they can beat any team. Um, I don't know why. I, I just have – I'm just lacking a little face right now. I feel like Harden's just got to ball out. But exactly. Defense, and I don't, I don't think he will. He's got to ball out, but Doc Rivers also needs to know how to get the most out of him, though. And, you know, maybe that's too tall of a task considering he's only been there for, what, like a month and a half now? Um, yeah. Two months, maybe. But, yeah. and, you know, maybe next season they, they have a better chance, you know, once they, they have better chemistry. But I just don't have the confidence in him to kind of, again, make those decisions in big game moments because – he just hasn't showed me it based off of not even just his recent track record, but his track record since, you know, ever since like he's left Boston, honestly. Yep. Yeah. I also think that a problem with the Sixers is, is um, definitely chemistry because Tobias Harris is almost a nobody now. Like he's not doing anything for this team and that's not to say that he's great, but he is a pretty solid guy. Um, He's yeah. been a borderline all-star before and yeah. Tyrese Maxey in a way has taken that role. But the problem is, is Maxey is basically a point guard at heart. Right. And then right. you have Harden who wants to dominate the ball and you have Maxey as your third best scorer. When Tobias is sitting out there on the wing, the perfect combination of another good player to yeah. shoot from distance and kind of like play the mid game. So I just, think that's an issue too um and you can see hard and already declining when he's known the choke in the playoffs anyways so it's just true yeah i it it is all about harden um yeah so we'll see we'll see all right (laughs) (laughs) moving on here um how will we view or compare Giannis to the all-time great players if he wins back-to-back finals and finals mvp this year burke I think that when you look at all the other all-time great players, you know, you know, like you start thinking about the top 10, um, you start talking about the top 15. I feel like he definitely falls into that conversation with one more chip. Um, I think that, you know, he's obviously like just from a talent perspective, one of the best players we've ever seen already. I feel like, um you know you can compare him to the all-time greats in that aspect but I feel like now he's starting to add those accolades where 
you know, he's already got one MVP, um, one finals MVP, one championship, has two regular season MVPs, a defensive player of the year. You know, not many players have that resume. I mean, like I start looking down the list and I'm like, not too many players like all time can honestly say that they already have all that. So if he adds another MVP and another finals MVP to that resume, I mean, I think you got to start putting him in front of like top players, like, like KD, like Steph. Um, Maybe you think he's better than Hakeem. I think, you know, and to do that this early on his career, I mean, I think at this point, like, you can't say that he's out of the goat conversation because, you know, obviously like he's got a far way to go, but I mean, if he can win a couple more championships, if he can win a couple more MVPs and he keeps going at the rate that he's going and assuming he doesn't have those final losses, because obviously like based off the LeBron conversation that hurts your case, um, you know, I could see him being like a top 10 player when it's all said and done, but even after just this season winning those two things, I think that he'd have to be in the conversation of on the fringe of top 10. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I think the trajectory is really important um, because if he won next year and won finals MVP, um, that would put him on like a crazy trajectory. Like you're saying, I mean, Jordan is really hard to catch because that's six championships but I think you could be on a projection at that point, if he wins next year, to be the like top three best player of all time. I mean, like seriously, uh, going from there. And the thing is, is like if he actually does it next year, you're assuming that he's going to play a bunch more years in the NBA. You know, like God forbid he gets injured and never plays, that's going to stop him in his tracks at about like top thirty, maybe. Like I don't. But the actual trajectory of him doing that already at 28 with the assumption that he's still Giannis, um, I agree. I mean, that puts him like, to me, I think he really would be be looking into the top 10 by the end of his career. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I I think definitely the guy is on track for top 10 ever. I mean, I think there's no doubt. it's, it's almost like, you know, maybe we should, we should slow down a little bit because he is on that trajectory, but to be able to do that, to be able to win that many championships and, and finals MVPs, um, especially in Milwaukee, ain't going to be easy, no matter how good he is. Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I kind of want to you know, slow down with him a little bit um I think he will be definitely top 10 you know by the end of his career um but who knows I mean it's too early who knows if Luca's gonna fucking emerge and and, and be incredible or, or Jaw is gonna steal some or you know you just never know and he, he's got to keep doing it I, I think he will I don't think there's anything stopping him he's, he's becoming a better shooter every year um he has a hell of an attitude I mean he's nothing to dislike about the guy um so yeah if he won this year back to back you know finals mvps too um i think that puts him on a on a trajectory of like maybe being the best ever but again that's like that's that's what i was saying yeah 
you know, but I, but I just don't, I, again, it's like, well, then he, he has to at least win like five, six to do that, which is a lot more work, even if he does it this year. Yeah. I think he has no ceiling, right? Like we would probably yeah. all agree with that, but yeah. it's kind of like guys like this exist in other sports. Like it reminds me of Mike Trout in baseball. It's different yeah. because baseball focuses more on stats than winning, but Mike Trout is on trajectory to be one of the best ever, but it yeah. doesn't mean that he like already is also like you can't really put Patrick Mahomes there yet, but if the chiefs had won the super bowl this year, you right. could say it. But, right. you know, I think Giannis, like, he looks in amazing shape. And he's only getting better and better. So Agreed. I'm excited to see, like, what he can do. I mean, well, I just think that – I just think that, you know, with the championship in the finals MVP this year, like, he's already arguably top 10. He's already there because, you know, like, you look at the list of people at the top and it's like, you know, they have between three – and I mean, if you count Russell 11 championships, but usually between three and six, I mean, if he's already at two and then you look at the list below that top 10, it's usually like two championships, one championship, maybe three. So I think like if you add, like I said, the other accolades, the defense player of the year, assuming, you know, like I think he could win another one or another two. Yeah. Say he, you know, adds, um, you know, a couple more regular season MVPs, add some scoring titles. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy to think like like what you said. He has no ceiling, and I do already think like if he wins it this year, he is in that debate, at least the debate for between. I don't think maybe top ten, but on that fringe of like around 11, 13, 11 12, 13. 14 that kind of range um because like you know he's he's just already accomplished so much and yeah just crazy to think that he can just he's not like he's just entering his prime which is nuts yeah i mean two mvps already like wow (laughs) regular season that's crazy all right so we'll move on here um the hawks one of my dark horse picks a couple pods ago coming alive late What's their chance on going on a playoff run again if they make it into the playoffs? Justin? Um, I don't really think their chances are that good. Um, yeah. First of all, I think they're going to be in the play-in. Um, I would think they'll beat the Hornets, but that's Maybe. still not easy because the ball know. can fall out too. That game um, is 50-50. That's not easy beating LaMelo ball. And then if you lose, you have to beat the Nets and Kevin Durant and Kyrie. So, I mean, that's tough. And then depending on who they draw, like, I I don't want to piss you off, Ollie, but if they draw the Sixers, they've done it once. Maybe they can do it again. (laughs) But uh, if they were to like draw the Bulls, maybe, but I think I was about to say that if they play the Bulls, they can maybe, but other than that, no. Yeah, I think they're locked in on like the Bucks or the Celtics. Or the right. Heat. And yeah, right. I'm kind of joking about the Sixers. I mean, I don't think they're going to beat those teams. Trey Young is a bucket. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. I actually yeah. like him. Like, I don't care about the whole I Knicks rivalry him. thing. Yeah. It was just fun while it lasted. Um, like, he's a Stephen rivalry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the, the Knicks just wanted the field. All the Knicks, they yeah. made up that rivalry. Yeah, but um, 
No, he's a bucket, but like I think the rest of the team on the Hawks digressed, like everyone except for Trey Young. So yeah, yeah. I just don't I think mean, they're gonna be able to do it. I can't believe how fucking good Kevin Herter was last year. I was like, this is pissing me off. I mean, Lou Williams also was a bucket. He obviously hit way too many strip clubs this past summer. Um, you know, they call him Limp Lou now. No, I don't know. That's, that's why I call him. At least. Not Lemon um, for Lou. He's Limp Lou. He's Limp Lou now. Um, <laughs> at least that's what the ladies say. But Adonovich um, was a beast last year, too. It was ridiculous. He was. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about him this year. Um, I've only watched the Hawks a couple times. Trey Young has the ability to win like multiple games in a playoff series by himself. Um, I'll talk about Trey Young all day. I love that man. Um, but no, no, they, they have no chance. Um, a, a team like that is not talented enough to, to not play well in the regular season and then enter it and then upset a team. Like the, they're just not talented enough. It's one thing if they were playing well the, the whole season you know, maybe one thing is they're getting a little hot right now and they got a little hot streak going. Um, but again, like if they play the Celtics, the Bucks, the Heat, the Sixers, they ain't winning shit. Um, maybe the Bulls, but I even think the Bulls would take them. So no chance. Um, well, so I'm kind of assuming that both the Nets and the and the Hawks are going to be in that first playing game for the seventh seed. Um, so I think the Nets are going to probably win that and be the seventh seed. And then I think the Hawks are going to come in at the eighth seed. Um, you know, these are all, this is all projections, but I think if they played the heat, they might actually have a chance of winning that series. I probably would not take them, but I think they could definitely push that game to seven just because I think just like the heat, they're a pretty tough and gritty team. Yeah. Um, but if they go against the Bucks, the Celtics, um, even the Sixers, I don't think they get past five, maybe six at most. I just don't think they're that talent of a team. I mean, they are coming on hot as of late. Yeah. And I think the reason why their record has hurt, um, you know, like they have not been as good this year, but I think COVID also did hurt them for like a good month of the period or a good period, you know, basically where they were one of those teams that didn't have anyone on their roster for like a month. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that hurts them, but I also just yeah. don't think they've been as good overall, but I, so basically I just don't think that they will go on a playoff run, but if they do face like Miami, um, I, I feel like they'll probably face them, but that's the only team I could see them possibly beating in the first round. But like I said, if you play the Sixers, Heat, or Bucks, like they're they're going home, um, and it's not even going to be that close of a series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're a better chance. You know, they have a better chance than like the Hornets to 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 make something happen for sure. Um, but I don't know. I don't know who I'd rather see because I like the Hornets. They're kind of showtime. Um, but the Hawks are, like you said, Bert, they play hard and, and obviously Trey Young. dangerous. Like, you don't want to face a player like Trey Young in the playoffs who can get hot. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on here to the last topic of the night. Um, which team that's already out of the playoffs do you give the best chance to make it in next year? Burke? So I was going through the list of teams and – 
I was just honestly like, I hate all these teams right now. I think they all suck. Um, like I don't even give a lot of these teams like a good chance of making the play in next year, uh, let alone the playoffs. But if I did have to choose one, uh, I'd probably say the Wizards just because, you know, Bradley Beal can come back. Um, I think he'll re-sign with them. I think he'll, you know, be just as good as he was, you know, the season before this one, um, putting up big stats. I think, you know, they got Porzingis so that they could try to, you know, make a tandem with them. And I think, like, they have decent role players, not great, but – I think that their best chance is probably to be like a nine or a 10 seed in the play-in and possibly make the playoffs that way. But I don't know, just looking at the field of these teams right now, I'm like, all these teams suck. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to see, but if I did have to choose, I'd say the wizards. Okay. Justin. Yeah. Um, the play-in makes this so much harder because like yeah. if I was picking teams below eight. I just want to say this first as like an honorable mention, I would pick the Pelicans to jump up a lot, right? Oh, I would too, because Zion comes back. Yeah, exactly. But not even kidding. I'm not just saying this. Like, I'm going to pick the Knicks because, like you said, <laughs> it's a terrible crop of teams. Like, yeah, I'll just run through it. The Lakers, like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe I think they suck. But, anyways, you go to like the kid. <laughs> You go to the Kings, the Blazers, the Thunder, the Rockets. Thunder are too young still. Rockets way too young. Blazers are only getting worse. The Kings suck. And then Pacers suck. Pistons suck. Magic suck. So I just feel like (laughs) RJ Barrett's been playing his ass off, dude. Um, I hope we can ship Julius Randle out of town. Um, Maybe do like a three-team trade somehow um get some like picks involved from other teams i don't know but um donovan mitchell might want out of i'm being a classic knicks fan i'm banking on maybe getting a trade or a free agent but donovan mitchell wants out maybe some guys want out and the knicks have a somewhat enticing young team i mean we have actually been playing like very well lately we just fell apart and we're obviously not actually very good but um I just I feel like we could make it back next year and be like around 500 for sure. Yeah, I think the only thing about the East is like and we've been talking about this all year long is it's pretty deep. You know, I mean, one through 10, that's that's got to be one of the best one through 10s ever. You, you know, I'm, I mean, you got the fucking Nets at number 10. First of all, that's fucking embarrassing. They're lucky that there's a play in system. You know, like they're 40 and 38, two games above 500. Yet, if they make it in the playoffs, they could win the whole thing. I mean, that's just, that's just crazy to me. Um, so that's my only thing. Again, I don't think it's like absurd for you as a Knicks fan to want free agents. Like, I think that's somewhat normal considering that their best player is, I mean, RJ Barrett now, but was Julius Randle, who's not a superstar. Like, Listen, you need a superstar to win in this league. It's New York. Why can't you get a fucking superstar? Like, you know, so I would be upset if they didn't make a move. Um, Would it be out of the ordinary if they didn't? I mean, obviously not. Um, But it it just frustrates me. Um, So I think, you know, the Knicks out of all those teams below them have the best ability to attract a free agent. I mean, ain't nobody going to Detroit. 
Orlando, Washington, or Indiana, um, Indianapolis. Um, so, you know, so that's the thing. Um, in terms of the West, I think a little more open. The Spurs could be good. Um, I, I think the Lakers hopefully will fucking do better. Um, but, yeah, Thunder probably going to suck again. Rockets, good luck to them. Um, and, oof, Trailblazers. Sorry, I mean, bud. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks would be in the play-in if they were in the West right now. That's that's the best record of any of the teams not in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I will say, you know, this is kind of off topic, but I think the play-in was good um, for the East this year because, you know, like I said, yeah. the Hawks kind of got screwed with COVID. I'm sure other teams did, and, like, they're still worthy of competing for the playoffs at the end of the day. Whereas in the West, like, I mean, after the Clippers, like the team yeah. that are playing for the plan, like the Pelicans, the Spurs, and, and now the Lakers, they're like, they're all shit teams. So like, they're not deserving of, of even being in that conversation. Dude, like, the Pelicans are better than the Lakers this year. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, how without Zion, without, without Zion, Zion. I, <laughs> I'd like to discuss the plan next week just because like we can get into a little bit here, but I'm very mixed on it because it adds excitement for sure, especially in the East for now. But like the West is a perfect example of why it shouldn't exist. Kind of what you're saying. I mean, Mm. you're 10 games under 500. That's awful. That's like, you shouldn't be making the playoffs. And on top of that, should two thirds of the teams really be making the playoffs? I just, I just think it's a lot. I mean, are you really deserving? And like you're saying, it's kind of annoying the Nets are making it like it is fuck them. They they shouldn't even be there. Literally. It devalues (laughs) the regular season. I will say. Yeah. But it's really just who's going to lose in the, it's really just who's going to lose to the one seed. Right. Mm -hmm. Except for the Nets case. So I think it's it's either way. I think you could argue it for the East. It works for the West. It obviously doesn't work. Um, I, I don't mind it. I, I don't mind it. Again, I think it just pisses me off that the team making it is is the Nets. To be well, it pisses me off. The Lakers are going to make it too. They might not even, but they should. I don't think they will. I don't think that they will. is pathetic. It really is. You can't <laughs> make the playoffs when ten teams get in. <laughs> holy shit all right we already talked about this right? yeah. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> well we'll leave it at that uh, another good episode of the of the tray episode 11 thanks again for tuning in um playoff time heating up buckle up baby it's gonna be a good one peace later <laughs>